Hey guys, before we start the show, just want to say I got the episode wrong. It is 273 we reviewed this week, so obviously I'm getting excited about Mount Rushmore next week. And that's not, it's the week after. So, yeah, sort of ignore that bit. That's, that sucks, but it's still coming up soon. It's still a great show. Um, enjoy as we review episode 273 of East W Hardcore TV. It's Sports Arena and it's Extreme Rewind. Your week looking to all of Extreme as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special in between. And we are just weeks away from that wave of heat. You got myself, Paul. I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we doing, Jay? We're doing good. We're doing good. We're getting closer. You can feel the heat starting to build. You can see the wave starting to build. The wave is building. Yes, we've got the, the, we're, it's on the crest. Not quite yeah. on the crest because that's not quite yet. But yes, we are We are waving and heating and stuff. We were travelling at speed, but obviously because of the festive period again, we've had to slow down the wave or we would have been, the wave would have been upon us. We've chosen fine. to. Chosen yeah, to. We, exactly. want, we, we want to savour the heat wave and we didn't want to kind of try and squeeze it in in minutes between... Christmas festivities of of not seeing people or maybe seeing people or possibly seeing people depending on where we are. Um, so we, we we thought we'd we'd you know take our time. We've got time, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot of time, beautiful listener. Let's just just use our time. We've got time, and I think it it makes sense. And that's why this week we're looking at episode two hundred and seventy four. Two hundred seventy four. Oh, you know what that means next week? I do. Not Mount Rushmore next week. Yeah, 274 of ECW Hardcore TV. I believe this is around the 15th of July, 1998. I believe, I believe. And, um, yeah, a few bits happen. I've looked at other shows again. Nothing happens on Nitro. And Raw, um, I think this is the week that DX do their nation impression. Oh. That one. Which well, it really has. Whoever thought that, that dressing up in blackface would come back to haunt you? Yeah, so um, yeah, I think it's that week. So yeah, apart from that, there was no ECW alumni apart from Mankind get a tag team title shot with Kane. Apart from that, nothing really ECW is going on. So when's Arn's retirement? Is that around the same sort of time? Um, that was before. I think I think um, maybe did NWO do it first? I thought NWO did it first. Yeah, I don't know because I thought yeah, um, Saran got annoyed when it was too close to home. Allegedly, um, yeah. So I mean, he, he talks about it on his um, podcast with um, Conrad and talks about you know things like the. Uh, um, the, the 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 drinks cooler. Um, being uh, something that he felt a bit snug, took a bit too far. Hmm. Nineteen ninety seven. Yes, August twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. He retired, and September eight fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, so it's, it hasn't happened yet. I don't know. I thought, um... Yeah, so 25th of August 1997 was where he 
um, gave the enforcer tag to Kurt Hennig. Yeah. So it would have been the week after, really, wouldn't it? So that's nice, but yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. So um, yeah, DX, the parody that happened, and years later did it again with a corporation, didn't they? And it wasn't wasn't as funny. Um, but yeah, ECW. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. We get new matches from people. That's exciting and blew my mind. And um, yeah, we can see just wave of heat. So the show basically kicks off with the brawl from the end of last week's. So obviously, New Jack attacking Jack Victory, then the numbers game happening, and Taz fighting in the the booth with Shane Douglas and Bigelow, and all the craziness that we had to go off the air. And what was the answer? Do you think that was the receipt? That was him getting his revenge. <laughs> I can't believe they left that in there. Uh, I mean. Um, what we're talking about, we covered it last week, but again, so obviously Bueller's had her neck broken by the Dudleys taking the 3D, and um, Tommy Dreamer had Devon upside down and went to a running drop kick into a chair, and Joey Styles is insistent that this could be the receipt for what they did to Bueller. I and- think it was, or at least it was attempted to be, uh, barbed wire 2 by 4 and then a chair. So he was drop kicking a chair into a barbed wire 2 by 4 into Devon. Which is a little bit worse, but, but you still feels... But, no, but visually, you wanted a... Holy shit, you want a flaming table, or... Do you know what I mean? You, you want a, a, a spot where you go, wow, they're dead, kind of. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're, they're a mass, you know. I mean, and this is the thing. I mean, if you think back to some of the, the, the shots that Tommy Dreamer has taken and given... Um, he's had those before. If you think about the Dudleys and things like, for instance, the 3D on Beulah, they are holy shit moments and they've not started setting things alight yet. Um, This was just out of place ever slightly. It was a, it was a, a plunder spot in a match full of plunder spots. It was a stretch. It wasn't everyone getting held back and him leading it. There was no real spotlight on this. Like you said, it was just sort of a throwaway spot in a bunch of spots. Yeah. You know, it wasn't It wasn't on. It would have made more sense if he'd done it to Gertner in a whole manager for manager type deal. Or sign guy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or you know, someone that was lesser where it's just like, sorry, you're going to take out my manager. I'm going to break your manager's neck. Or you know, you could have gone through that sort of route with yeah. it all. But um he Yeah, didn't. no, just just a drop kick to Devon in the corner and it's even, one one. Yeah, it's viewed over. Yes. Uh, and we know that the moment Tommy Dreamer gets a win, he wins the feud. <laughs> Actually really true. Uh, <laughs> so we had all that. The show kicked the show kicked off with Meanie and Supernova on their way to the ring for what I thought would be um, a continuation of their epic feud with the FBI. But no, no, no. Everyone in that feud has moved on to greater things and we will talk about all of it. We shall. But what we do is we get the tag team, the former tag team champions who hate each other and cannot wait to split up Chris Gandido and Lance Storm who are no longer the tag team champions and have no need to team up. Except... What's the reasoning? No, except they just now want to. 
Oh, I thought there was like a secret reason and I missed. No, no, um, no, there is there is absolutely no reason. And even the way they team in this match is is like a team that still hate each other. I yeah, but do you know the other weird thing on this? The bit that I can't get my head around in a situation where I can't get my head around. Um I Lance Storm's the heel of this team. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's because he's part of the biggest heel faction in the camp. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Yeah, and you know how it was that, you know, Lance Storm had turned on, oh, no, wait. So, Candido's wrestling the babyface style setup in this because Lance Storm's the heel style wrestler in this. Yeah, this whole dynamic is um, is weird. I would have almost preferred two sort of singles but. matches. Yeah, two singles matches where they both came out and cost each other the match, kind of. Like Lance Storm, or Chris Candido came out and cost Lance Storm. Then Lance <laughs> yeah, Storm I... returned the favour later in the show. I'm not sure why they're still a team, first and foremost. I then don't understand why the dynamic is the dynamic. And then on top of all of that, knowing where we're going, I don't understand where we're going because I would have thought to get there, you wouldn't have needed to do the whole kind of, we're still friends except we're not kind of thing. Because do they have a match at Heatwave? Yeah. Because they have so. a match at... Yeah, because I think we went through the card, didn't we? I'm sure. I'm, sh- I'm sure they do. And I'm sure that's... A, a, yeah. There's someone very interesting who gets introduced. Oh, yes, yes. But would you not have had um, Lance Storm sort of just stand on the side or sit on the chair by the side, not get tagged in, watch Candido struggle and get beaten by Mini Nova and Storm laughing on the outside. Yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? Or something like, you know, you're useless about me. You can't even beat the blue Mini and Supernova. And do you know what? It might be that me and Nova are not the right people to, to have that. Maybe it needs to be someone a little bit more competitive. Go back to the chair swinging freaks, for instance. Um, yeah. You could do something else in which case, just don't make it mean and Noma. Noba, you, you you don't have to. Yeah, um, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, just to continue, they could have always been like told if they get a win, they get a taking title shot back or something. So they were like, well, we want to be taking champions. Let's do this. But then the other keeps costing the other because we don't want to be taking chances with them. But they just like sort of humiliating them. So then or next week, it, it'd be like... They just spin out into a feud between the two of them. And them trying to one-up each other and, and cost each other matches, as you said. And it doesn't have to be anything around the fact that they were tag team because that bit of their story's done. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that would also work very well. What does just... really work is this bit. I don't understand why they're still a team when neither of them want to be a team and they don't need to be a team anymore, except Lance Storm's now the heel, even though Chris Gandido's the heel. 
yeah, it, it literally doesn't make any sense. It's it's really really stupid. And you know the bit that that really kind of drove home this kind of I don't understand why he's out healing the heel is Lance Storm does the don't you know who I am I'm far too important to wrestle against the the type the likes of you in a building like this so I'm going to let Chris Candido do it um a multi-part multi-time champion including the NWA heavyweight champion youngest ever yeah and the Uh, heel Chris Candido the cocky brash heel Chris Candido is all right with this I just think, like you said, it, it could have been a whole thing of one-upmanship, like almost like a beat the clock challenge. Like Candido would like fight Nova and beat him in. I'm just using him because he was in the match. Beat him in three minutes twenty, and Lance Storm would be like, "I'm better than you. Next week, I'll prove that by beating Nova in under three minutes twenty. I'll beat Meanie you know, in under three minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes this random game of." Game up machine until it eventually becomes. I'll beat you in under three minutes twenty seconds. And it's like, yeah, well, I'll beat you, in, and they end up, you know, they have their match or whatever. But I don't know. I, I mean, the payoff's going to be good. They're going to have a great match. I'm looking forward to it. But it's just, I don't know why they're a team, and I don't know why they're picking up the win. Things like that are just all a tad confusing at this stage for me. Yes, I think that's a fair statement. Um. We get a promo by Rob Van Dam with Bill Alfonso and Sabu. They basically say, oh, they are the world champions. And that means they happily face anyone in the world. Went on to list a bunch of countries. And um, yes, yeah, is obviously setting up the FMW boys. Mm-hmm. So, um, and um, we'll defend the tag champ because if I did, if I defended this one, no one would want to see you. <laughs> What's great? It is great. I mean, RVD really is the whole fucking show at this point. He's it really is. I think I look forward to his segments more than anyone else. He's really starting to um, massively come into his own. I mean, admittedly, things like Shane Douglas being injured has kind of hindered his bits, but um, yeah, RVD's massively stepped up. Um, we get highlights of the FMW sort of invasion a few weeks ago where he sort of came down, helped Dream and Sam Man, but really he was healing and turned on a, a massive, massive stick of barbed wire. Yeah. yeah. Promo by New Jack on a train. Good. I didn't mind this promo. I mean, it was fine. It it, it didn't really do anything. You know, I, I, I don't understand why they're setting up a match where all weapons are legal because what the fuck have we been watching for the last three years? Well, yeah, but I did like the fact that uh, this felt like the best New Jack promo in months. Yes. But then again, it also felt like the first New Jack promo in months. It, it, it was fairly reminiscent of the old gangsters promos. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's because he's probably spoken about four times between here and there. And two of those have probably had Cronus going in the background which as he is, does. Um, which is sad because he is such a really good intense talker that you know everything is weird some people just cut good promos some people you sort of like believe and New Jack obviously with everything that sort of goes on if he tells you that when that's ring bells you know he's going to beat you with an inch of your life there's this 
the percentage that you think that might yeah. happen. Yep. Yeah, he, he might. I think he probably will. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of this um, really cool sort of vibe of the way the way chats, you do get drawn in the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's the beyond the map thing, isn't it? Of, um, you know, and I don't even have one justifiable homicide. <laughs> so true. So, yeah, so basically he's hyping up his match with um, Jack Victory, which um, obviously isn't a surprise. It's come around. Jack Victory's attacked him every week and pretty much got the better of him every week. So he's saying when there's no interference, with that big old punch. Yeah, he's going to kick the shit out of him. So looking forward to that. Nice little promo. We then got the most bizarre match of the week. A dream match that I didn't know I needed, I guess. Have um, we got Masato Tanaka versus Tracy Smothers? Yes, we did. I was expecting a Matt wrestling kind of classic. I I don't know what I was expecting because I mean it builds with Masato Tanaka, uh, his his tear that he's having in ECW at the moment. You know the the war with Balls Mahoney, um, beating and then getting laid out by Mike Awesome. Um, and here he is continuing to try and push on with his next tough opponent, Tracy Smothers. And Tracy yeah. Smothers, you know, the history of Tracy Smothers is, is fucked. I mean, you know, he, he legitimately wrestled a bear. You know, he was a, he is a, a, a bad dude. He was the old school wrestling style, um, yeah. you know, a, a bad dude, a dude that would, would be able to kind of look after himself and take care of himself. Um, so it's not that I'm kind of saying that Tracy Smothers as himself um, wouldn't be able to hold up. It's it's just that in the way that we have it set up. Um, he, he plays a comedic character. Not full on comedy. But they are somewhat a comedic team that like to dance, have dance offs, and all this. He's not a, he's not a shooter that's going to try and stretch someone like he probably could. Yes, know? and I think that's the thing. It's it's that weird kind of um, okay. Well, yeah, you know, if if I want to go, he could go, but it's not really his thing. Yeah, no, I found it weird. I I, I felt it. Um, I guess the chair shot thing's his thing, but I felt that the three or four um, chair shots straight away at the beginning of the highlights was massively unnecessary. I wasn't a fan of that. No. Um, Because then it just wasn't a a Tracy Smothers thing. It felt like uh, Masasa Tanaka's spot, and it didn't matter who he was against, they were going to do that spot to him rather than something that Tracy Smothers would do. I don't think I've seen him hit anyone with a chair. Yeah. So I, I found it bizarre they went straight for that spot just so um so I can just do the power up. And again, it's twenty twenty eyes, so it's different. Watching it back then, I probably would have thought it was amazing. I would have gone like, Oh my god, this shit's crazy, but twenty twenty eyes is just different because you think, Wow, that's like four pretty solid chair shots straight to the head you've taken for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. But um he's getting a push. He, they're talking about him being undefeated. You know, they don't normally pick up on all the time of this stuff. They sort of did with Credible for a while, but he lost 
pretty much straight away. But um, yeah, they obviously they view him. He's coming as a star, and he's sort of getting treated. I'd say absolutely. You know, you've got again, and and it's one of those kind of I get it and I like it, and then I don't in equal measures. Um, Shane Douglas, you know, recognizing um, him as as a threat, as competition, as as someone to keep his eye on. uh, you know, starting to, to really kind of build up. And I loved that. Um, the bit I didn't like was, you know, and I'd love to give him a challenge of my blah, 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 blah. And you're kind of sitting there going, again, why are you having to chase and offer title shots? Why why are you looking forward for that? Why, why is yeah, it not that, you know, yeah, he's got a lot, although, you know, I, I, he's got some great stuff, but... He's going to have to go a long way if he thinks he's going to get to my level. It's exactly. It should be more Joey Styles pointing out he's on a tear. He's here to make a bigger impact. Um, it won't be long before he's going off that world heavyweight title and Shane Douglas sort of almost knocking him down, going, he's not in my league. He's going to need a lot more wins before he gets anywhere near my calibre. Kind of. Yeah. Like, like he used Let's to. Let's like, really pretend sort of... he's, he's brilliant, but... He's not my... He's, he, there's only one franchise. Yeah, he's not a franchise. And, um, yeah, you'd expect a bit more of that kind of edge with it all. But it wasn't. It was just like, I like this guy. We, we should definitely wrestle. And it just feels such a... Again, a baby face move, I guess. It is. It's this weird kind of sportsmanship kind of, oh, golly gosh, isn't he great? And we can whatever. I don't get yeah, that. I like you. I deserve... You know, I respect you. You deserve a world title shot. I want to be against the best. You know, it feels like that sort of yeah. um, jab, but I don't know if it's really needed. But yeah. And um, Bam Bam's there. You see his face briefly. Did he ask Bam Bam what he thinks about him? And he basically just says he doesn't care about Masasa Tanaka. He's just thinking about Taz. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing here is you've got um, Shane Douglas and Joey Styles doing the color commentating, although, you know, whether Shane Douglas is commentating is something they kind of come in and out out of, depending how they are. All of his lines still feel as if it's computer game lines. He's going to make use of that chair uh, kind of, you know, things. Um, Yeah. uh, You've got um, Francine kind of vamping for the camera every time they come on to her. So, uh, I really loved it. You know, Francine just, you know, her, her best and sassy best, just kind of, you know, front and center, standing in front of Joey Styles, kind of, you know, preening for the camera and and all the rest of it. And, you know, everyone knows how, how much I love sassy and she's there and doing that. So that's great. Um, and then you've got Bam Bam kind of stomping around because he's the bodyguard and he's he's going to make sure Taz doesn't get to him. Um, and he's like laser focused on Taz. So all of it's about Taz and this and that and all the rest of it. And and that's lovely. Yeah. That's kind yeah, of no, what it is. Uh, it is kind of what it is. And, um, you know, it builds to Bam Bam Taz and that's what the attention, I guess, should be on. So no problem with that. We get the Beulah 3D out of nowhere again for yep. no reason, just to get over in super duper slow-mo so that happens yeah dream cut in with various right. things of Beulah through the ages and all the rest of it and yeah just I, I don't I don't understand why if she's gone and I can I I believe she has now um, I've come to the realization I've let go I'm working through my stages of grief um, yeah. and I'm coming to acceptance 
um, why not say that she's, you know, had a broken neck and and is injured? I mean, there's other people talking about her having a broken neck, but they've not turned around and said, do you know what? She's broken her neck. Those those bastard Dudley boys have broken her neck. Yeah, I mean, they would have known. It's been weeks. They would have known. I mean, it wouldn't take this long to... And if it has, then she could be in trouble. They would have known, like, you know, straight away next day. They could have... It's been weeks. She's left the hospital. They said about her leaving the hospital. You've had her brother jump over the barricade and beat people up. It's been weeks. They they would have... You know, it, Tommy Dream is her boyfriend. It's, you know, it's been weeks. Yet she no one... had surgery. <laughs> Or something, yeah. But she would have, wouldn't she? If the neck was broken all this time, there's a good chance she would have had neck surgery by now and be in recovery at home. Yeah. It's but, been um, weeks. And there's no comment about it. Of... There's no mention about it. It's it's this whole kind of, you know, I don't know. Maybe they didn't really think she was done and they were keeping the door open for her. Yeah, I just... I feel like, again, watch it on TV and you're sort of told this is the story and the reason why. But then watching it, it doesn't actually come across that this is the story or the reason why. No. There's not enough. I don't know why that there's not a dream of promo out the back or in the ring, literally just him um, talking about it and you know getting emotional and all that. Has just he actually no... said about it yet? Has he actually had any interview time? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. So no, I, all it is is constant run-ins, and um, I think he called them out, didn't he, in the ring? But there was no real connection to this. He was just sort of, you know, get out here, kind of. Um, you know, Joey Styles could have, they all could have almost done the classic sort of both in a chair, each sit down interview. Dream, it's been a month now. What's going on with you and McGillicuddy? We can't get information. You're blocking all the information. And it, you know they could they could have done the story that way where Tommy knew what was going on, but he wasn't feeding back to ECW because he was embarrassed that he allowed this to happen. And he was so angry that he allowed this to happen, so he wouldn't say that her neck was broken or admit it because he wouldn't give the Dudleys that satisfaction. So, I mean, they could have done like we've heard. You know, this has happened. Is this true? And he would always like deny it or change the subject. Or so, I mean, there's a ways of doing it. Yeah. And it could have been quite sort of powerful that he was meant to protect her. He fucked up. So he won't admit this has happened because he won't let the Dudleys feel like they've done it. You know, but instead it's just, you know, you're just missing a chunk of the story, which could be covered in one amazing promo, which we might still get, but it just, I feel like it would have been there. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it it just feels open-ended. So, I mean, the Dudleys cut promos, mocking it and loving it. Yeah. I mean, they, they've done a great job their side, I feel. Yeah. Just, again, just not quite anyone. You know, they've mocked it. They've done fake turns on each other because, you know, they're so disappointed. They've laughed. They've joked. They've done everything right. Apologies. Yeah. Exactly. Fake apologies. All this stuff. They've done everything to take them to the hill, to the next level of hill. Except being being able to to take credit for breaking her fucking neck. Exactly. 
Um, that happens. We then get um, uh, oh, because Taz, where is it? Yeah, so we get Taz promo now, <laughs> and Taz talks about how Bam Bam sort of, you know, fucking around. But Taz is taking it super serious and training all the time and all this. Again, could have been covered in like a montage or something. But um, yes, he says this and says he's not far away from the arena. Sod it, he's on his way to the arena. He's got like a bus path. Yeah, you're going to think that I'm going to go like on on this little beat up car that's not very fast and I have to play the tolls. But I've got an easy pass, brother. Don't know what that is. I, I, it, it felt like a really kind of weird brag. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, ah, but I've got an Oyster card, so I'm coming for you. Yeah. And if I beep it four times, it turns to a travel card and I can go anywhere and no one's safe. You can be in zone one. It's... You can be in zone six. I'm, oh, yeah, six. I'm still coming for you. There's nowhere to hide. So, again, like, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird. So he's on a bus trying to get to the arena. So that that's fine. Um, we then get Douglas, who knows it hasn't. He seems worried. Now, now this this was the bit like you know. So out of nowhere, after this whole kind of like, oh, so that's the other thing. So like you know, you call yourself your champion with your fake belt, but the real belt is the FTW Championship. Yeah. No, you, you've already killed that belt. Yeah, second second week you admitted that he's got the real belt that you want, and this isn't, and this damning shit. And and you know, if it was a whole kind of, you know, ah, oh, I was only joking. It didn't work like that. It you it didn't come across no. like that. You didn't have it. You know, that belt wasn't around long enough for you to be able to do that with it. You had it, and then you went. Although it's actually just shit, isn't it? Because I've just made it up, really, haven't I? It's not really a good belt. That's a good belt. This one's this one's a bit shit, really, isn't it? Um, oh no, I, I I I like this belt really. So I, I have right, issues. Sure. I have issues. Um, and then and the, yeah, so then the franchise is freaking out because uh, he's on his way, and it's this weird kind of I don't care, and you know, come and do your worst because and then freaking out. And it just was such a weird kind of, and then back and they're just kind of like, Oh, and that was the end of it. And it just confused me. And I didn't understand. I mean, he could have, again, he could have gone the other way. We could have had Bam Bam Bigelow standing behind him and him like, Taz, I dare you to come to the arena. Cause you won't touch me because this man's going to take you out. Like he took you out before. It's simple. Yep. You know, and but he would sort of basically come across as this like talking cocky, but really was no fucking part of Taz. Completely just going to push Bam Bam Bigelow in the firing line again. Yeah, and it keeps that like we're boys, but I'm still a monster cocky heel that looks after myself. Don't you forget that? You know, and there was so, but instead, yeah, Taz on the bus, and he's coming as. As um, Justin Criddle makes his way to the ring, I can't wait to see who he's up against. He's 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 been kind of lost in this weird kind of holding pattern of people, so I can't see wait to see who you know some fresh matches that they're going to put him against. Um, we then had Axel Rotten Balls Mahoney promo. Yep, 
I'd be lying if I said I understood anything that happened here, just shouting. I mean, they, they want to go for the gold again, seems to be the, the message. They're back in the game. They want the yes. goal again. Right, I, just, I just basically just heard a lot of shouting and actual shouting and people cheering. I didn't know where they he were. He knows you hear him, Daddy. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. It's <laughs> on my top five. Yeah, that's on my top five moments. But <laughs> out of very big and what they are in my head. Out of all of the things that, you know, for however long you and I have quoted to each other out of no sense at all, I know you hear, hear me, Daddy, has got to be up there with. Um, we can give can give them one humongous repair bill, and um, some money. Put it, put it. <laughs> you say, that's literally finger. And that's been a Triple H breaking day. Yeah, like, I know you hear me, Daddy. I know you hear me. And um, obviously, earthquakes famous UK <laughs> Rampage two promo. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes to get to England by boat? Months. That's why I took the plane. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy when you found that. So was I. I went through a lot of lot of footage. Was there a part where you thought UK I was shows. I was making that up? I didn't know if you were making it up, but I felt like it might have been Mis- misremembered, misquoted. Yeah, and turned into something legendary when he it wasn't quite there. Um, but it was it was exactly there, word for word. I think UK Rampage two. <laughs> just seared, just seared into my brain. Um, and it should be. You're right, it should be. More people should remember that. So it's a great earthquake moment. With Lord Alfred Hayes. And true. And true as well. I mean he he had a point. The man had a point. Yeah, why would you get a boat you, with a quick bit of the plane? You can you can say a lot of things about Golga, but he was to the point. Was to the point. Um, so yes, yeah, so they were shouting. They're coming after the gold, as rightly they should. We then got. Oh yeah, we're still talking about this. Advertised that was advertised <laughs> on the network as just incredible and Jason versus Jerry Lynn, Pablo Marquez. Yes, the 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 extreme uh, rookie. Um, well, it was an elimination tag match, and they reference it in the match as an elimination tag tag match. You wouldn't know that because. We only see where it's down to just incredible and Jerry Lynn. Okay. So I had low sounds, so I was quite um confused by the, the confused. thing. Yeah, and obviously that makes sense why no one else uh, I kept looking, I was thinking, why is he getting advertised? I think, I think makes sense is probably being generous. <laughs> I feel more aware of what was happening. Oh yeah, uh, okay. That that so that was um, that was better, but um, yeah, again, not, not a bad match. These guys don't deliver bad matches. We never said they have. It's just it's uh, the same match, an, another match, yeah. And it's there's a certain degree of it where it's a little bit obvious what's going to happen. So, you know, you've got um, uh, the the chair in the ring, and you've got um. Jerry Lynn going for Justin Credible's Tombstone Pile Driver, which I think at this yeah. rate Jerry Lynn has probably won more matches with than Justin Credible has. Um, and then you know that Chastity's going to get involved because that's yeah. kind of how the matches are. 
Yeah, no, it's um, it's fine. It's a good enough match. It's good. What do you think of the ending? I thought it was all right. Uh, well, no, yeah. no, actually, I, I probably didn't. Um, so it all kind of goes off, and um, <laughs> I suddenly remembered what the ending was because I thought the ending was kind of like, oh, and then the just, but it doesn't. It catches away from that, so you don't see how the match ends. You have Taz get involved in the yeah. thing, so they're now fighting in this little room because even though Taz is coming, Taz is coming, Taz is here, he's on his way here, he's on his way here, he's finding his way to the broadcast booth, he's coming through the door. That's the point they decide that they want to do something about it. Um, so they're all fighting, and then um, Taz punches the cameraman, and it fades to black. Yeah. Do you think Taz is cooling down a bit? I think yes, and I think part of that is because they've got him locked in a feud with a guy he can't wrestle. So they're sort of like calling it, then we'll pick it up when they need to. Because I feel like they're almost deliberately keeping him relevant, but not pushing him forward. Making him the focal point, yeah, of the show. Because he would be in ring, he would be the only ignoring promos, killing people in matches, and he's very much just like a special attractions appear backstage, punch someone, disappear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not full on like he was, and I feel like they're trying to call him down a bit. But keep him boiling for when Douglas is sort of full on. He's he's a little bit inconsistent for me, um, you know. So him him getting really cross because he has to go down there because he needs to train was just a bit of a weird kind of grumble for me. Um, and yeah, they 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 just haven't quite got the the character. You know, I, I don't care, except I do. And, you know, I, I've got to keep taking cheap shots at people. And, I mean, it, it should have just been, you know, I know that you're on the shelf for this amount of time. I know you're on the shelf for that amount of time because I put you there. I know that I've got four months before you're back in the ring. So in that four months, yeah. I'm going to take away everything you love. I'm going to destroy the triple threat. So you wait there. I'm coming for you. But whilst you wait there, watch what I do to Candido. Watch what I do to Bam Bam. And then I'm coming for you. And it should have been cutting through the truth. And you could throw, you know, your hired guns. You know, primetime Brian Lee comes back for a shot or 911 comes back for a shot or, you know, whichever thug you've hired this week kind of thing. But it's the whole kind of, I'm cutting them all down. I'm coming for you. I'm cutting them all down. I'm coming for you. You can keep coming through them, but I'm cutting them down. I'm coming for you. And I'm going to tap every single one of these fuckers out until I tap you out and I get your belt. Um, yeah, it, it reminded me like um, what it could have been of a more aggressive version of um, Big Boss Man working his way through the Heenan family to try and get to yeah. Bobby Heenan. Where basically like, he was going to take them all out one by one because every time he gets rid of one, he's a step closer to eventually getting to Mr. Perfect and taking out his crown jewel and then getting yeah. to him. And at one point, you know, I yeah. know that if I came to you right now, it would be three on one. So I'm going to even the odds. Yep. And I'm not going to even the odds by getting friends because I don't need friends. I'm going to even the odds by getting you down to just you on your own. That's it. He, he could have, uh, yeah, I don't know. Had and, him given him a move where he sort of broke people's arms or did something to put them out for a couple of weeks. So I suppose it ruined the Lance Storm feud. But yeah, 
Well, I mean, um, but you don't even need to do that. You just need to, you know, soundly beat them so that they don't come near him. Yeah. And you can even, you know, and then when I've choked out Candido and when I've choked out Taz, I'm going to choke out Francine. So you can't even have your cheerleader in your corner. And then when you're all alone, then it's going to be you and me. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that would have been... Um... And I guess my problem with this is, so you've got Shane Douglas in the feud with Taz, who is also talking about his feud with Rob Van Dam because Rob Van Dam's the real world champ because he got all the belts. And they've already teased that. He's then picking Masato Tanaka and, you know, this kid's on a tear and I'd love to see it and we'll, we'll get into it. He's then when talking about Jerry Lynn saying, you know, ah, well, you know, as a, comp- as a competitor, you've got to know where your next competition is coming from. Your next competition, he's fourth on the list from just tonight's show. Yeah. And then you've got Taz who's in a feud with Bam yeah. Bam, except he's also in a feud with Shane Douglas. And he may or may not be in a feud with um, Sabu, we're not quite sure. They'll be feuding forever. But, um, forever. you know, it's, it's confusing. It is confusing. And um, obviously, you know the direction. I just, I feel obviously Shane Douglas is the match. But I just, I feel like the Bigelow match is the afterthought. And it, it shouldn't be because that is a massive rematch. But is there one person who doesn't think, and, you know, again, hard for us to tell because we're looking in this hindsight. Is there one person who doesn't think that he's going to get his win back on on on? Bigelow. And they have got yeah. such a fucking history. You know, yeah. they have got, you know, this is the guy who laid Taz out after, after bringing him in and begging for his help. And, you know, you're going to be a partner? No, brother, I'm going to be your saviour. All of this. Yeah. Then you've got the, the, the spot of him going through the ring. You've got the spot of Bam Bam just killing people, throwing Spike into the crowd, throwing Alfonso into the crowd, blah, blah, blah. You've got just this absolute, you know, just collision course of two badass motherfuckers. Mm. And it's cold. Yeah, no, 100%. Because Bam Bam is drastically ineffective at getting in Taz's way. He gets yeah. to, to if, if Bam Bam's play, playing the defensive line in, in American football, he is shit because the quarterback's getting sacked by Taz every single week. Bit of an American football reference there for you. It's a good, good American football reference. I like it. For American fans. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... Uh, so I think we're about two weeks away from the pay-per-view now. Yeah. Maybe three at a push. I think it's two. And, um, yeah. And like I said, it's just, um, it's there, it's boiling much. And the pay-per-view we know lives up to the, you know, it's, it's outstanding as a standalone show. It's just some of the build, because you think the, the buy rate's not performance. The matches, know? I think, are, are, from my memory, are amazing. The storylines that get you there... But, I mean, that's the thing, you know, yeah. so, you know, some of the best matches we've got, like, for instance, um, uh, you know, the, the tag match with RVD and Sabu versus the FMW boys. There's no build for that other than, you know, we'll take on all challenges wherever they come from in the world. 
But that's it. I mean, but they could have kept this. There's enough independent talent that they could have had three weeks of yep. squash matches from other other companies coming in to lead up to this. Yeah. You know, and and someone came out and and gave them an envelope or something. And I opened the envelope and it just had the FMW logo on or... I mean, there's ways. I mean, don't be wrong. It doesn't matter. It was one of the best tag team matches in ECW history. There's no getting around it. But they, they could have had... But that's cool the thing. In regards to, to a card, I'm really looking forward to it. In regards to the matches they're building to, I can't tell you one I'm excited by the build. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's fair, and I think you're right. I mean, I I do. Like I said, um, like even when they had like PG thirteen and the Dudley Boys were beating them, and they were like Smoky Mountain champions or whatever they were. Yeah, they could have had um, or Memphis champions. Yeah, they could have done like a similar thing. There must have been like indie feds with sort of half known teams that could have just got squashed. You know. Yeah. To say they're fighting challenges from anywhere, any company, and everyone be acting like, oh, is it going to be WWE send someone at the pay per view? And you get the reveal that it's some um, FMW or something. But, um, yeah, no, interesting. It is. Another interesting. It week. is. It's, it's, it's doing bits. It's just trying to work out what they're doing. And what would your match of the week be? We have to do a match of the week. Every um, week. I think it would be the tag match because, uh, and I, I again, you know, I, I don't know if I would have booked it this way, but the Nova Candido sequences were great. Yeah. Um, uh, Tanaka versus Tracy Smothers is a weird little match in itself. Um, it's short as well. It's highlights. Yeah. It's very much just like... Mm. Um, I mean, Credible and Lynn have great chemistry. Um, but, you know, we've seen that half a dozen times now. I mean, they've done a two out of three falls match. They've talked about doing submission. You know, they're, they're referencing matches we've not seen that about this feud. You know, Andy beat him in a submission match. Andy beat him in this. Andy beat him in that. Matches we haven't even seen. So they've had every yeah. version of a gimmick match already. Um, so yeah, there's not really, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a solid match, but it's top five of their 26 matches. So yeah, I, I, I loved the Nova Candido exchange specifically in the, the tag match, whether Candido gave Nova too much, probably. Yeah, no, it's, um, no, I think you're right. I think all of them think it has to be the, um, the match of the week. I totally agree with that. So, um, yeah, everyone go back and check out that. Next week, though, we continue our journey to Heatwave. We will be doing our Mount Rushmore as well. So, for those who don't know and are new to the show, every 25 episodes, we do a Mount Rushmore of the past 25 episodes and pick out which four superstars or a team or whatever we consider has stood out and we put our reasons to and we also go back and look at predictions that we might have made 25 um, episodes ago. So this ECW Hardcore TV episode, not our show episode. So, um, yeah, that, that's always a good fun show. So I'm looking forward to that next week. Yeah, it is. We, you know, we, we 
we get into some good conversations on that one. So um, I think that's going to be an interesting one for us to go back and uh, revisit. I always love going back and reading our predictions as well. Yeah, I mean, bearing, bearing in mind we're talking about a 20-odd-year-old show, we're fucking awful at this. <laughs> we can be. We can be, but it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, but until then, get involved on social media at underscore sports arena. Uh, we're often talking things um, extreme, whether it be dream matches we've got in other companies or even a little bit of the modern day products like um, form of the Bullet Club getting back together in Impact ACW. That's interesting. Yeah. That's a little crossover. So there's things happening and we keep an eye on it as well. MOW is always a good up and comer until they get steamrolled in and Omega picked up their belt as well. And um, yeah, good shit until